1: Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for well-qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com.
0: right, rocketing to the final four is Coach K. It's been a long ride for him and a very victorious one. Uh, a very fitting ending to one of the greatest college coaching careers of all time. Maybe that'll be one of the questions I asked mine. I guess he calls games for Fox Sports. Uh, play-by-play guy, John Fanta, good enough to join me just as the game ends here on CBS Sports Radio. John, where were you watching Coach K punch his ticket for another Final Four?
1: <laughs> Jody, it's good to be with you. I'm watching from New Jersey. I'm actually heading to Philadelphia tomorrow for the East Regional Final between North Carolina and St. Peter's. So, Watching from home tonight, getting a couple hours just to take in that regional final. And I'll tell you what, that was as good of a performance that Duke has had on the offensive end of the floor this season. They torched Arkansas' defense. That's something Gonzaga was unable to do throughout the 40 minutes on Thursday night. Tonight, Duke put together their best showing. On the offensive end of the season, they had six guys with nine-plus points in this game. This team is getting better as the season deepens. It is a vintage Coach K season in his final ride. You could not write a better script if you attempted to for a Hollywood movie.
0: Now, let me ask you about that because, oh, by the way, I basically agreed with everything you just said. Except (laughs) one thing. Except one thing. I sat here and watched Duke get beat by Caroline in Coach K's last home game. Cameron Crazes, all his ex-players there. Everything was in line for a party, and, oh, they Got lost. Nice. How do you lose that game? Well, I think we kind of have an answer. North Carolina is pretty damn good with the fact that they're playing to get into the Final Four tomorrow, but that is the only thing that stands in the way of this ending of one of the greatest careers of all time, of being picture perfect and then they had to have the ceremony after a loss and come out onto the floor. I really, really, really felt bad. I wanted to see it. I'm as big a fan of a great narrative as anybody, and that kind of did spoil the narrative. Does that get completely washed out now that they are heading to another final four
1: well revenge is best served up perhaps (laughs) this time in nola in new orleans how about the fact that we could get duke north carolina for the first time ever in the NCAA tournament in coach k's last season the odds of that happening are slim to none especially when you consider what carolina was a little over a month ago but that night at cameron indoor So transcendent. And it felt like the night that Carolina needed to ignite. And they have done that. Now, I've got a deep story for you on what could happen in this Final Four. You either have Duke-Carolina. The rivalry speaks for itself. It would be a Super Bowl-like ticket in NOLA if it isn't already with Duke there. Or, Jody, for the people who are like, oh, if St. Peter's makes it, it's a massive letdown. Do I have a story for you? Once upon a time in the 1990s, Shaheen Holloway from Queens, New York, is playing in the McDonald's All-American game. Kobe Bryant's on the same floor, and Shaheen Holloway takes MVP honors of that game. It was before this game that Shaheen Holloway was getting calls from, at the time, big-time programs like Georgia Tech, California, Duke, who who has stayed on the level of elite. Seton Hall University, nearby, near Queens, does he want to stay home? Shaheen Holloway called Duke up. They thought they were getting a commitment from this McDonald's All-American MVP. Shaheen Holloway picked Seton Hall over Coach K. Wow. What would it be like now, one of the few guys that actually didn't pick Coach K, he bet on himself and he bet on a non-Blue blood. Now he's with little St. Peter's from Jersey City. And on the opposite sideline is the coach that he actually picked somebody else over who's a living legend. Now that's some wild storybook
0: stuff. That is. And that uh, we'll find out if that's the case tomorrow with North Carolina and uh, St. Peter's play. Um, well, kind of off track. And then we'll get back to the matchup of the two games tomorrow. Holloway has had this great run. He's getting tons of media coverage as well. He should. Cinderella always does, and he's done a dynamite job to help get them there. Is he staying there? Seton Hall's got an opening. He's got a chance to go back to his alma mater, but I don't know if you walk away from an accomplishment like this. I've seen other guys do it when you get a chance to go to, quote, unquote, the bigger program, but – the bigger program is going is in the Elite Eight. It's been a long time since Seton Halls made an Elite Eight appearance.
1: Where is Shaheen Holloway going to be coaching next year? Well, I think for all intents and purposes, there's a reason why everything is silent in South Orange, and that's because they know who they want, and and they know that the same guy who once committed to Seton Hall over Duke as a player will take on the pay raise from about two hundred and forty two hundred and fifty thousand dollars a year and running a program that frankly is, is the lowest resources in the Metro Atlantic Athletic Conference to making a little over $2 million at least, at least if not shy of $3 million a year at his alma mater, at his home, where he loves because he, he wears the place on his sleeve. He is Seton Hall through and through. And this is his dream job. He took the St. Peter's job, Jody, to be able to get back to this job at Seton Hall. And there have been a lot of rumors and talks and and things said in the last 24 hours. I've seen it all over the place. I've been asked about it by several people. And so I will be on your show right now and I'll put it to bed. (laughs) A lot of people have been saying, has he worked his way into a better job? Yes. Well, guys, he has. He has worked his way into better jobs potentially than Seton Hall University. But in his mind... There is no better job for him. There is no greater dream for him than to go back to his alma mater and coach in the Big East Conference where he played.
0: John Phantom from Fox Sports, uh, college basketball play-by-play guy, our guest here on CBS Sports Radio. All right, so um, Holloway is going to South Orange. Oh, by the way, he wants to win a couple more games before he does. (laughs) And you're going down there to watch it. Were you there the other night for the game or no?
1: I was not. I was actually in Chicago covering Kansas Providence, uh, followed up by Miami Iowa State. So I was okay. in Chicago last night. Came back and uh, now we'll head to the Wells Fargo Center tomorrow, and it'll be interesting tomorrow because you got Kansas and Miami, and in a way, Jim has done an amazing job. He's in his here. He is in his seventies. He took George Mason to the Final Four, if you remember, back in sure. in the two thousands, and here he is now. Trying to take a second double-digit seed to the Final Four in his career, and and he's on the home stretch of his career. I I think that's pretty magical. Now I, I like Kansas to win the game, but it just goes to show like Miami was off the radar two weeks ago in this sport, and now they're playing for a berth in the Final Four. That that's what this tournament is about.
0: Uh, the reason why I asked if you were in Philly the other night, I know you're uh, covering something else. I talked to a couple of people who were there. I was not there either, but yeah. they said the building was electric. And I've been to college basketball games in Philadelphia. Shoot, I was there and they, damn, did they beat that to uh, uh, a nail on the head today. I would just happen to be there in the spectrum the night that they threw it to Christian at Leitner and he made the unbelievable shot wow. against Kansas. And that was pretty damn special. Uh, but I've also been in the Wells Fargo Center for both Sixer games and college basketball games, even when Nova's playing and part of it, college basketball just doesn't buzz the way that the NBA does. I had a buddy tell me last night who covers the Sixers and does college basketball as well, said last night was comparable to any Sixer game. There was such Mm. a good buzz in the house. I don't know if it was all... Uh, all of Jersey City getting on uh, the New Jersey Transit and heading down. But they just said the buzz in the building was great last night. And I expect it to be a, the exact same thing tomorrow because, oh, by the way, North Carolina travels pretty good, too, with their rooting crew.
1: Exactly. You're talking about a blue blood. You're talking about Hubert Davis, one of the program zone, taking over this program and, and working wonders here this time of year. Carolina's run has been really something to take into the fact that RJ Davis and Caleb Love are meshing to the level that they are and the fact that psychologically if Carolina wins this game which they're obviously favored but everybody's been favored against St. Peter's it doesn't seem to matter think about the momentum that they have and think about the fact that now Duke's playing their best basketball and playing better than they were a couple of weeks ago at Cameron Indoor it could set up for quite a heavyweight clash but I expect Philadelphia to be a pro St. Peter's crowd if you don't live in Chapel Hill, you are rooting for the St. <laughs> Peter's University Peacocks to make the Final Four, quite obviously. And this is not it, – it, it's a Cinderella run, Jody, but the way that they're winning these games, you have to look at how this team is executing on the offense, end of the floor. They're running their sets cleanly. They're getting open looks for guys like Doug Eddard and Daryl Banks. They've been able to operate efficiently, and that's a credit to Shaheen Holloway setting up his guys. Sure, they were undersized against Purdue. It didn't matter. And it says everything you need to know about the skill of the team, that they didn't shoot the basketball very well. They shot less than 30% from three against Purdue, and you're going up against seven-footers. And they still were able to win that game. That speaks volumes about their makeup, their ability to win close games, and they fight. They fight. They're a direct reflection of Jersey City, New Jersey. That campus at St. Peter's is two blocks long. I'm not kidding you. You wouldn't know some of the campus buildings from Project Housings that, that's set up in New Jersey. It right. is a wild story of a low-budget place with, with, frankly, employees who you better have a passion for college sports and university uh, institutions than, than care about the money. These people are making next to nothing, and it's the people behind these programs that don't get showcased often, but they have been this week, and, and that's because of Shaheen Holloway and his players. So the biggest kudos of this tournament, regardless of what even happens in New Orleans, is the St. Peter's University for taking their brand and rising it to a level that nobody could have ever dreamt of.
0: How much does a run like this, and it's not over, and we'll see if they can beat Carolina. The funny thing about it, I just noticed this today, the game against North Carolina, that's the lowest seed that they've played so far. Usually as you advance, <laughs> the seeds are supposed to get higher that you're picking off, but that's not the case. They beat a two seed. They beat a seven seed in Murray State. They beat a three seed in Purdue. And now they got to play an eight seed. So it's almost like it's getting easier for <laughs> yeah. them except for the fact that North Carolina is playing damn good basketball right now and certainly picked it up here in the tournament. Uh, This run and or even extending it to the Final Four, how much does it help the conference? We know what it does for St. Peter's. You're right. It it brings them to a new level. What does it do for
1: their conference? Well, it's, it's millions and millions of dollars. We're talking not seven. We're talking eight figures of brand exposure for the Mac. And we're talking... Units, actual profitable income for the Metro Atlantic Atlantic Athletic Conference. Look, this is a league that is basically a glorified small business, that because they're in the sports landscape, they're going to get on national television from time to time because TV partners set up their deal. The majority of their games, Jody, are on digital. You know, they have a a contract, uh, and, and the majority of their games you find on a laptop or an iPhone, which which you typically do anyways this time uh, uh, this in, in our current times in sports. But for this conference, for this league, the day-to-day functionality, you have to roll up your sleeves in that league office to get any exposure, to get any love nationally. National media are not doing stories on the Mac. In fact, if I said Mac to you and you weren't from the New York, New Jersey area, everybody else would say, oh, you mean mac like in college football, like the Mid-American Conference, like the Tuesday and Wednesday night league that gets on national TV, that league plays on Tuesday and Wednesday so they can get some added exposure. The Metro-Atlantic Athletic Conference doesn't even have that luxury. What this is doing for them, they're benefiting by the millions right now. They, They can't even fathom seven figures in that conference office. An NCAA tournament unit, In the first round, worth about $300,000, $400,000. And St. Peter's has collected three wins in this tournament. And that'll get split up to the conference's schools. You're talking about facilities, recruiting, being able to get extra TV exposure because St. Peter's will, will create some interest, at least for an extra exposure next year because they made the glorious run this year. So it is a game changer, a game changer. And after COVID killed, so much. And I could tell you in college sports, COVID changed a lot. It caused people to do things remotely. It's caused staff restrictions. It's caused furloughs. It's called layoffs. This is the the white whale. The white whale for the Mac because they had no no idea. You couldn't even fathom. You don't even plan on them getting one win, nor alone three in the NCAA tournament. It is a miracle for the Mac, and it's one that will have an unlimited lifeline on their brand and their identity.
0: All right. One last St. Peter's question, I promise, and I'll ask you about Miami <laughs> and Kansas. Um, how much did the pressure get ratchet? If you're right, and it sounds like everybody believes this is the case, that Shaheen's going to jump to Seton Hall next year, it's great for Seton Hall. But oh, by the way, there are a bunch of other college programs in New York, some on the very same level as St. Peter's, who no one ever mentions the Manhattans, the Ionas of the world. Um, The the, the pressure's got to be ratcheted up on them, and especially St. John's, which was the only program in New York forever. Yes, I'm old, and yes, I remember when St. John's was the dominant program in New York, not even close anymore. How much does the pressure raise on them because of the St. Peter's accomplishments?
1: Well, Jody, I think that's a great question. And the, the answer to it is it, it raises it up. The fact is, Iona Gales fans and donors, when they brought in Rick Pitino, this is the vision they had. They thought this run could be possible with Ricky P on the sidelines having one last ride in his career. to take the Gales on a run. They've been waiting at Iona in New Rochelle for a long, long time for a run like the one St. Peter's is on right now. You're absolutely right on Manhattan. And I I would have to say St. John's is in the Big East Conference, okay? St. John's has not won an NCAA tournament game in two decades. That's not good enough for a Big East program, and they know it. Mike Anderson entered his third year as the head coach of this program as the reigning Big East coach of the year, had done a terrific job of of getting this group together in the 2020-21 campaign. There were high expectations heading into this year. They had Pasha Alexander, a New York point guard, Julian Champney, this stretch forward who's one of the top players in the Big East, and they just fell apart. They didn't live up to expectations, which has, has been a familiar theme. It's been a familiar theme in Queens. The fact is it hasn't been good enough for St. John's in a while, and this is going to ratchet it up because local fans, you know this as, as well as anyone, they don't put up with average or mediocrity it's not good enough and if it can be done at St. Peter's University in the metropolitan area that should serve as a lesson to all these other programs it can be done at your place look at what you can do look at who you can identify to try to get to this type of level so I think the biggest case in your question is to St. John's who has resources who plays some home games at Madison Square Garden and who has not accounted for an NCAA tournament win In close to 20 years. There are other programs as well who would dream of this. But you're absolutely right. If I'm an AD at one of these other schools right now, I'm thinking to myself, God, if if the school with the least amount of resources at the the low to mid-major level can do this, what do we have to do? And it goes to show you, it comes down to more than just dollars spent. You got to identify talent and you have to identify a leader, a leader who's going to be the best fit for your university. People thought Shaheen Holloway couldn't coach. Well, those people are silent right now because he can't.
0: <laughs> He can and he will be coaching somewhere else in New Jersey next year, but he's got an assignment tomorrow, uh, and uh, <laughs> best of luck to him and his Peacocks. All right, you talked about Laranega. Yes, going for the second school double-digit seed to make a Final Four. Nobody's ever done that. Uh, he's a great coach and, and just a colorful character, and I find myself rooting for him. He's a CHSAA guy like me. I would say New York City high school player, as, as was Coach Laranega. Kansas, the only one seed left. Yeah, Duke looks like a one now. Uh, Villanova looks like a one now. But the only one who came in as a one was Kansas. This seems to be a little bit of a mismatch on paper, just matching up the talent and the athletes on both of the squads. If Miami's going to find a way to pull the upset, what do they have to do?
1: They've got to hit at least 10 threes. They're going to need their backcourt to be exceptional and to control the tempo of the game. They have got to find a way to generate some easy baskets. And the fact is, right now, Kansas ain't letting it happen. Kansas put Providence into a blender in the first 20 minutes last night and was terrific defensively. And Bill Self has mentioned a couple times this week that he believes his team has grown leaps and bounds over the last month on the defensive end. Now, this is a different form of assignment tomorrow. Miami has a three-headed monster in their backcourt. Isaiah Wong, a Piscataway, New Jersey kid who has really come on as the season's gone on, Cameron Mcgusty, who had the big 20-plus point performance last night in the win for the Hurricanes over Iowa State. And then a DePaul transfer Charlie Moore, who never really played under control up until this point, but it's a direct credit to Jim Laranega that he's gotten more and channeled his best skills into a player who can manage and get things done. So for Miami, they need to make this a guards game. They need to hope Remy Martin cools off a little bit. If this game gets involved in the interior – Kansas is going to win because Kansas has the best rim protection remaining in this tournament. Yes, I said it. A lot of people might say, Duke, I would argue Kansas. I watched Kansas push Providence around for 20 minutes last night. I haven't seen Providence get pushed around all season. They were 27-5 and going into that game. So Kansas is physical right now. They have the wing in Ochai Agbaje, but they have a lot more. Jalen Wilson has come on as of late. He stretches the floor for them. Christian Braun can hit shots for them from the perimeter. And if they get anything out of David McCormick inside, it's curtains. So, for me, Kansas will look to shut down Miami on the perimeter. The Canes will need at least 10 threes to win this game. They've got to catch fire from beyond the arc.
0: Jim, have a great time at the Wells Fargo tomorrow. Appreciate you hopping out with me tonight. Great stuff. Enjoy. Hoops
1: and a cheesesteak,
0: Jody. I know you can appreciate that. That's John Phantom from Fox Sports. College basketball play-by-play guy giving us some great insight and some inside information on uh, Shaheen Holloway. Says it's a done deal that he's going back to Seton Hall. I wondered if there was going to be someone even bigger than Seton Hall to jump into the mix. He says forget about it. The guy's staying in Jersey. But he's got some business to take care of in Philadelphia tomorrow first.